for the show that takes dog training beyond your backyard. It's Bark Talk with Bonnie. Brought to you by Advanced Canine Techniques, your dog training specialists. Hello and welcome to our first edition of Bark Talk with Bonnie. My name is Bonnie Krupa and I'm the owner of Advanced Canine Techniques. For our very first podcast, I wanted to take a little time to introduce myself, tell you a little bit about my background, and share a little bit about what we offer here at Advanced Canine Techniques. I grew up on a beef farm in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. I was really active in 4-H and FFA. I think both of those experiences really helped me understand animals and animal behavior. I was able to show steers, hogs, um, chickens at the at the fair, and you have to really have a good um, understanding of animal behavior, animal husbandry. Um, they really require you to take care of your animals, keep documented records that you can show the judges when you get to the fair. So all of those activities, I think, really helped me as I wanted to become a dog trainer later in life. I will say that both 4-H and FFA are phenomenal extracurricular activities. If you have a chance to explore those, I would definitely encourage you to do that. Um, In addition to working um, on the farm, doing 4-H and FFA, I also worked in a dog daycare for eight years. That was probably one of the best experiences that I could have had working with a variety of dogs. I had the opportunity to work with multiple breeds, multiple different play styles, um, and really kind of intervene, watch dogs play, see how they played well together, when to interrupt excessive play, when to give a dog's dog's timeouts if they needed them. But through that experience, it was really wonderful just connecting with owners and then working with dogs and just watching them play, grow, and flourish, too. Sometimes you have dogs come into daycare that are shy and nervous, um, and just watching them learn how to play, get excited about playing, coming into a new area, um, and build their confidence um, is really exciting to see. For those of you that didn't know or don't know, I also worked in a prison program. We developed a canine handlers for achieving new career education. It was called Chance, and we coordinated it with the Newcastle Animal Shelter and the Newcastle Correctional Facility. We would take shelter dogs and place them with inmates for about 12 weeks, um, myself and a few other um trainers would go out there and we would work with the handlers for 12 weeks. We would have them do all of the basic obedience commands. We would have the handlers be able to satisfy the requirements for the canine good citizen test at the end of the 12 weeks. And then we would hold an adoption ceremony. The shelter would help promote those animals and then they could get adopted and the handlers then could hand the dogs off to their new owners after that graduate graduation ceremony. And that was a really um, phenomenal experience as well. Just working with Um, inmates, seeing how closely they bonded with the dogs, you know, giving them the tools, the food, the clickers, the treats, the training aids aids that they needed, and then watching those dogs grow grow as well. We tried to pick dogs that the handlers would do well with. Um, We provided each of them with a crate and all of the requirements that they would need to do and daily handling skills that they would have to have. Um, And overall, that was a really good experience. I think one thing that definitely helps um, being a good dog trainer is having access to a variety of different breeds, different temperaments, different styles, and different handlers as well, handler abilities, um, and being able to modify your learning style to meet different um, client requirements. So overall, working in a dog daycare, working in the prison program, 
In addition, I've done lots of workshops, just a little bit more about me. I've done a Dogs of Course instructor training course. We were able to do that in upstate New York, and actually um, we were given a shelter dog for a week, um, one that was completely untrained, and we had to train it throughout the week, and then at the end demonstrate our skills for the rest of the students in the class. That was actually how I got my first start in training. I, um, I mentored a trainer here in town, and then the two of us together went to that instructor training course. Um, and after we came back, um, I worked with her for maybe another six months before she moved away, and I took over um, her training role with the, the facility that we worked with. In addition to the Dogs of Course instructor training course, I've done Pack to Basics and Dogmanship courses, Perception Modification, Understanding Canine Behavior, Training Between the Ears, Do More With Your Dog, Nose Work, and a number of other workshops and seminars too. Um, I can't tell you how important it is to have mentors in any field that you're working in. And just a few of the dog trainers that I follow and admire and respect um, often are Tyler Muto, Chad Mackin, Jay Jack, Robin McFarlane, Blake Rodriguez, Mark Goldberg, and hopefully everybody has a bucket list of things that they want to see or people that they want to meet. My bucket list includes Heather Beck, Mirna Uzuna, and Michael Ellis. Um, I would love to go and work with them, be at their facility, and do some shadowing with them. So hopefully within the next year or two, I'll be able to check those items off my bucket list. Um, and ideally, with any trainer or with a person that you work with or do training with, you will see, you know, you will find techniques that work well for you, work well for your dog, and maybe some things that don't work as well for you as well. <clears throat> but watching their videos, um, reading their blogs, and, and having the opportunity to work with them one-on-one -on -one is definitely going to help you just um, become a better dog trainer and become well-rounded too, just so that way you can um, implement new techniques, new theories, new options to, have, um, to help with that. Um, I could probably do a podcast on each of those trainers and how they helped influence my training. Um, some of the certifications that I currently hold, um, or currently hold, I am a member of the Association of Professional Dog Trainers, the International Association of Canine Professionals, and the National Association of Dog Obedience Instructors. And with the IACP, you can earn your Certified Dog Trainer, your Certified Dog Trainer Advanced, and your Professional Dog Training Instructor. Um, so I have all three of those certifications. Um, what I like about those is for the first one, you just needed to submit case studies and um, evaluations from the clients that you worked with. But for the advanced and professional dog training instructor, I had to submit videos of classes and also working with clients one-on-one -on -one so they could see what, what the problem was, how I assessed it, how I came up with a treatment plan, and then um, the solution to that plan that we did at the end too. So it was a lot of um, video um, that you put together, and it all has to be in one consecutive um, video um, submission. You can't have any edits. Um, and they look at your time codes when you send your video in. So you kind of have to meet with the person, do the video in a location, come up with the problem, address it, come up with a plan, and then implement it um, and see, and then evaluate to see if it was successful. Um, I do have my certified training or my therapy dog evaluator instruct in therapy dog 
international instructor. So hopefully that's the one thing that I think most people are um, wanting to do with their dogs. They want to be able to take them into nursing homes, into hospitals, and visit with their dogs. Um, and I'm able to help them um, meet that goal. I'm a canine good citizen evaluator. I do have my um, certified kennel operator license. So if I did want to just basically running a kennel successfully, making sure that you have enough staff for the number of dogs, what the requirements are for the number of space per the dogs that you have in the facility, um, and just making sure that the kennel is run um, up to code. I do teach pet first aid. Um, I think that is a valuable skill that a lot of dog owners and cat owners, for that matter, it's helpful to know if there is an emergency, how to help remain calm, how to help assist your pet in case of emergencies, and just things that um, you can do, like just household things that you can use that you may not be aware of, you know, such as Benadryl or Dramamine for um, motion sickness or allergies and just what's what's acceptable, what's not, what's poisonous, what's not, um, and just how to be able to help your pet and what information you can share with your vet um, to be a better pet owner. The bottom line is I want to be sensitive to what you need, what your dog needs, and how to help you learn how to lead your dog and create a mutually respectful relationship. Um, in terms of offerings that I have, I do, I mean, my most popular is group classes where owners would get together once a week for six weeks and we learn a variety of different obedience commands. This is nice because you are able to learn how to do the commands in class and then you go home and practice them. Um, the big key with that is practicing every week. I find a lot of times people take the class, but if you don't practice every week, you're not going to learn as much from the class or get as much out of it um, if you're not um, if you're not working on that, on that each week um, during the week at home and in different places, different rooms of your house, outside, even taking your pet on field trips to practice those techniques. If you just came once a week for six weeks and that's the only time you practiced, you're not going to get as much out of the class. Um, so group classes are really popular. Um, that's definitely something, and we offer them most evenings and on the weekends. Um, we are all we are available to offer them during the day now. So if there is a group of people that would want to meet um, either at a local park or at a um, at a air-conditioned or climate-controlled facility, we could offer classes during the day as well, which I know in the summer works really great for teachers and um, people that have the summer summers off. We do offer private lessons, so we are happy to have you come to our facility, or we can come to your house. Um, a lot of people like that because it's one-on-one, um, -on -one, it's a little bit more intimate, and I can specifically see where you're having trouble. Is your dog darting out the kitchen door? Is it pottying in a specific room in your house? Are you having food aggression issues with two dogs and, you know, looking at your food setup or where you where you crate your dog? Um, but sometimes looking at the environment, I can make some suggestions suggestions and changes based on that, that might also help. Um, we do offer a pack or um, and, uh, packages with a combination of group classes and private lessons um, that, you know, some people like that too. They maybe, maybe they start with private lessons. Maybe they're not ready for a group class or they think their dog isn't quite ready for that yet, but then they want the challenge of coming to a group class with the added distractions. So a package combination is nice where you get some individual lessons, then you can come to a group class to, um, work on what proof a little bit about what the commands that they know. Um, and then we can do a, you know, find a follow-up lesson, those private lessons um, and packages that we offer. We schedule those lessons at times that work for both you and I. So we just pick times during the day or week um, to try to accomplish those. I would say we want to schedule them on a rarely, fairly routine basis. So you don't have too much time in between or you're having to um, go over and redo a lot that way too. 
Um, and then lastly, we just started offering play and train options at Happy Dogs. So you can board your dog or drop it off for daycare, and I will work with it um, probably for two two to three 20-minute sessions during the day, um, take video of those sessions and do photos, and then also you know, meet with you at the end of those sessions as well um, to um, help you take home a tired puppy, but then also a trained puppy as well. So um, sometimes if you're going on vacation this summer or you have plans to board your dog at a certain time, sometimes that's really helpful to have it boarded. Um, it's nice and tired and it's clean um, and trained when you pick it up. The biggest thing to keep in mind is to enjoy the dog you have, whether you got the dog as a puppy, whether you just adopted a dog from a shelter, whether you got a dog from a breeder, um, but to enjoy the dog that you have and keep in mind their unique characteristics. Not all dogs want to go to doggy daycare. Not all dogs necessarily want to be therapy dogs. So find the activities that your dog likes to do and help them fulfill those goals. Um, you don't necessarily want to, like if you were a person that didn't like to, you know, go to group exercise classes and you would rather work out on your own and somebody forced you into a Zumba class, you're going to have a horrible experience. So the same thing applies to your dog. You can't make them do something that they don't want to do. So you want to try to make sure that you are celebrating and enjoying the dog that you actually have. Um, ideally, what we're going to hopefully be covering in our weekly podcast sessions are training tips and solutions. I, I hear a lot of time from different owners about their dog having ADD or their dog having separation anxiety or anxiety in general. So um, we're lucky enough through the next couple of weeks, we have some phenomenal um, dog professionals here in Muncie and in East Central Indiana that will be inviting on the show to talk about their expertise in certain areas, dog nutrition, dog grooming, dog daycare owners, um, local veterinarians, um, just to kind of talk about some of those tips that you may be hearing about, maybe some of those things that you wanted to know a little bit more about, so that way we can definitely share some of that with you. Um, if you have ideas for a podcast, please, by all means, let me know as well. Um, and our second podcast is going to feature Haley Perkins from Roos Holistic Pet Supplies talking about systemic yeast and benefits of good dog nutrition. Um, thank you for listening, and we look forward to having you in our next session. You've been listening to Bark Talk. For more information, go to our website, advancedcaninetechniques.com, or find us on Facebook.